The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo Promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PickWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. OddsCrowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Thursday night football game about to get started. We are recording before that, of course. So any information that happens during that game, we don't know yet. So just bay off of us. Uh, We are, of course, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Gomez, And back for another visit to the snake pit. We bring back Justin Mark. Uh, Justin, we loved you so much. We're bringing you back one more week. Uh, but not just because you were a, a silky smooth and awesome, but because you just brought with you this week a gigantic truckload of data. And I cannot wait to, to dig into this because we are trying to beat the wire. Justin, are you ready for your second round? Absolutely. Got those first game jitters out of the way and I'm excited to go. Exactly. See, nobody is good right out of the jump, right? But you were good and we want to make you better. So we're bringing you back for yet another round uh, of this show. Again, as uh, you know, but listeners may not know, we're loading three minutes up on the clock this week. We are getting you to beat the wire and it's not just beating the wire for this week, but beating the wire for coming weeks too, because you know, there's always a mad rush of these free agent ads that go on. Uh, But we want you to think ahead maybe one maybe two maybe three weeks into the future uh before these names start to come on uh everybody's radar and and everybody's grabbing at them but we want you to get there first um really low owned players right now in fact the owner percent ownership percentage has been reevaluated even after these waivers have run so these these are current uh ownership percentages as much as humanly possible but these are players that are low owned that could help you not just this week but in weeks to come. So, um, Justin, are we ready to tackle this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. All right. We're going to start first with the quarterback help. Do you need quarterback help? Well, we're going to make a case for why Taylor Heineke could be that help. I know the name's not sexy. I get it. I understand. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Lamar Jackson, not Patrick Mahomes, but sometimes you just need that quarterback to get you through the week. If you're a streaming quarterback. This person could help you out, but Justin, tell me why we are even considering Taylor Heineke. Sure. So Taylor Heineke, uh, you know, he came in the first week after Fitzpatrick got injured. Um, and even though he didn't play that whole game, he's already the 16th ranked fantasy quarterback. In week two, he had he was seventh in passing yards with 336. He had two touchdowns and he led the leagues in attempt. He was second in completions. Week three, they were in the ball a little bit more. He only had 24 attempts, but he still had two passing touchdowns. He also ran for 21 yards and a touchdown. 
And if you just look at his upcoming schedule, you know, they got Atlanta on deck who have allowed the most points so far. The Saints, yeah, they're tougher. The Chiefs, 280 receiving yards, and they're going to have to pass the ball to keep up with the Chiefs. And then if you also kind of look at the fantasy football playoffs, they played Dallas twice. The, the Cowboys have uh, allowed the second most receiving yards a game right now. So if you're already starting to think ahead or maybe plan for an injury, um, that's great value right there of looking at, wow, they play Dallas. Maybe that can help me in the playoffs. He definitely sounds like somebody you should be looking for in a super flex, maybe a two quarterback league, because again, he's, he's jumping across guys that, uh, I mean, look, I, I don't, I know Jalen hurts is better than what I give him credit for, but I mean, <laughs> are, are we feeling a Tyler Haneke over a Jalen hurts in a two quarterback situation? Uh, or even let's say, let's say that you have Jalen hurts. You're mad at Jalen hurts. Is this a guy that you're trying to go after maybe to, uh, to start over Jalen hurts? Are we that crazy yet? I don't know if I'm that crazy yet because of hurts rushing ability, but it's definitely to consider. And another thing with a, a quarterback like Hurts that rushes, he could get injured. It's really easy for those rushing quarterbacks to get injured because they take those hits. So um, definitely, he's only uh, Heineke's only at seven point six percent rostered. He's worth a spot if you need that quarterback help, or if you're in the two quarterback flex league. I'll tell you who really is high on him, and that is Adam Pelletier, our our fantasy uh, administrator. He's got him 12th right now, 12th in the rankings. Everybody else has got him somewhere around the 17 to 20 range, but Adam, Adam sees him as a starting quarterback one in a 12-team league, no questions asked. So uh, I got to tell you, that that is some pretty high praise for Tyler Heineke. Um, and again, like you said, they're playing the Falcons, and this could be a game where he has a very good outing and we see a, a fantasy worthy quarterback going into the future. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still worried. like, I don't know what it is about WFT WTF quarterbacks. Uh, they just, after Alex Smith, they don't inspire too much in me. So, uh, but again, if you're looking for somebody, right, that could possibly be that guy and you're and you're going to hear that name next week or the week, let's say he does have a good week against Atlanta and all of a sudden now he's on everybody waiver wire. He's a, a waiver wire darling um, in a two quarterback league. You could definitely do worse. So, um, yeah. So Tyler Heineke, folks, put him on your calendars <laughs> or get him now if you if you have a, a bench spot. Uh, speaking of bench spots, uh, here's a running back. Look, we all know that Chuba Hubbard is the guy that everybody's after because of the uh, Christian McCaffrey injury that we've talked about last week, right? I mean, we touched on it last or last episode, uh, rather. But this is another name that you could go after that might actually be more available and more productive than Hubbard, uh, and that's Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber. Again, we know the backfield situation there in uh, in Las Vegas, but he actually got a little more work than I expected to. Justin, what, what are we thinking about uh, Peyton Barber? Yeah, I absolutely expected Kenyon Drake to be the guy when Jacobs went out, um, but he wasn't. It was Peyton Barber that they turned to in week three. He had 23 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown which is 4.83 yard average, which is actually better than Jacobs had in week one. And it's better than Drake has had as well. So he also had five targets, 12% of the target share in week three, converted that for three catches into 31 yards. Um, look, if Jacobs is back, 
He's the guy, obviously. He's currently listed as questionable, but if he doesn't play, I think Barber's a must-start, just the way he ran the ball. I mean, he was playing like he's auditioning for next year. And that's uh, and a th- they play the Chargers. No, go for it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cut you off. No, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're good. They play the Chargers coming up who have given the most rush yards a game. So, again, if Jacobs is out, you got to throw Barber in. Yeah, you do. And and that's the thing about it, too, where we thought Kenyon Drake was the guy to grab after Jacobs. This is, some, this is I think, one of the pivots that you need to make uh, going forward, because what if Jacobs doesn't necessarily pan out and he gets injured again, or he comes back and he's not as good as he was? Um, they've obviously proven that they want to go to uh, Peyton Barber and not necessarily. Now, look, that's not to say Kenyon Drake's going to lose all value whatsoever. Um, obviously, Kenyon Drake is Kenyon Drake, and he can do great things if, if given the opportunity. But for whatever reason, I don't know. It feels like they brought him in and they're like, oh, no, guess what? Peyton Barber gets the ball. So, I mean, wh- what what constituted that? Just what do you think even made that that uh, choice over that? I think it's just the the similar running style to Josh Jacobs. You know, he's that kind of pounding running back like Jacobs is, which Kenyon Drake is not. Kenyon Drake's more of an elusive guy. So I think he just plugged better into their offense. Um, and I, you gotta, if you have Josh Jacobs, I think you have to now pick up Peyton Barber. Um, I know a lot of managers who had Josh Jacobs and they had Drake as the handcuff. I think that the Raiders have shown us that that's not the route they're going and that you you have to have Barber as your handcuff there if you have Jacobs because Jacobs is a physical back. So he's a guy that gets banged up, already dealing with that ankle issue. Um, that's something that could linger. Yeah, and so we've got Kenyon Drake, consensus 39. We've got Peyton Barber, consensus 46. So we're talking seven spots in between the two uh, with even Josh Jacobs sort of mixed in the middle of it. <laughs> Josh Jacobs still higher than Peyton Barber. But uh, again, yeah, if, if this is another week without... Uh, Josh Jacobs, you could very well pick up Barber now uh, and and throw him in a flex spot. I definitely wouldn't put him in an RB2 situation quite yet, uh, but if you have that random flex spot that you're looking to, to go toward, um, Peyton Barber could be that guy. 15.9% uh, owned, right? That's what we got um, with Jacobs questionable as of as of yesterday. Uh, so again, that's a name to put out there. If he's, if he's floating around on waivers, maybe grab him. Somebody who's even lower owned than that. That's in a situation where, uh, this is not a for now situation, obviously, right? We know that this is something that actually could be several weeks down the road that this pays off. But if you have an opportunity to stash, uh, Marlon Mack now might be the time since he's out there just about everywhere. And should he sign with the team, because right now he's, or not sign, but get a draft partner uh, to a good situation, you could be looking at a very useful back for you uh, in the coming weeks. So Justin, let's, let's talk about Marlon Mack and what's going on with him. Yeah, so he had that torn Achilles in 2020, so he missed all but one game. He's had limited involvement this year, five carries, one catch, you know, and that's due to they have Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, who are both very good players. But Marlon Mack's still only 25 years old. He had a breakout season in 2018 uh, where he had 12 games for 100, 195 carries for 908 yards and nine touchdowns. Um, 2019, he again, 14 games, 247 carries, 1,091 yards. He's he's a good back. Um, you just If you're going to stash him, you're banking on the fact that there's a trade market. I actually think there are some crowded backfields that aren't working very well that could use them. Um, the Texans are one of them. I mean, I know they got three guys, four guys, even if you count Burkhead, that are pretty good, but they've combined for 225 rushing yards, so that's only 75 a game. 
the Jets have their rookie Carter, but with him, Johnson, and Coleman, that's 219 rush yards for 73 a game. Um, the Falcons, 238 yards, which is 79 a game. And then the Dolphins, I don't know, with Gaskin and Brown, they just have not produced, I think, what the Dolphins have wanted. 228 yards, so that's 76 a game. Those are all teams that I think could benefit from somebody like Marlon Mack and his talent. I think he could go into those uh, places, learn the the playbook, and take over. Or, you know, the San Francisco 49ers could scoop him up like they do with every other running back, mm-hmm. and then now we're in an <laughs> even worse committee. But not, and, and the thing about Marlon Mack is you're right. I mean, it's, it's a disappointing thing to get injured and then be Wally Pipped uh, out of your job because the, the guys behind you are that much more talented. Um, well, maybe not even that much more talented, but they're just producing, and you can't really take them out if they're producing that well. Um, so a guy like Marlon Mack, if because again, if the teams expressed interest that they will trade him, um, there are plenty of running back needy teams, and I think uh, you laid out the Texans. I I would like to see him there. I feel like maybe that was where he'd do the most damage. I, I thought Miami initially, as soon as you started to bring up stuff, um, because I, again, I love Miles Gaskin, but I don't know what's going on over there. Like, there's nothing, nothing that that instills much confidence in the running game in there over me. So I think if Marlon Mack ended up in Miami, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for him. But uh, he should, I think, at the very least, again, if you have a deep bench, or if you really have a spot right now that you're just sort of like, eh, I can give up, um, take Marlon Mack. Stick him in there and just wait for it to percolate. Worst case scenario, you got to drop in, in a couple of weeks and and you're no worse off for the well. Um, but that's only if you if you are sitting, I think, at like two and one, three and zero, oh, and and have the opportunity to just sort of speculate on a player. Um, Marlon Mack is definitely a good speculative play. Uh, somebody else who's completely ridiculously low owned. And now with the news of AJ Brown and Julio Jones, uh, breaking that they may not even play this week in Tennessee, uh, a young man by the name of Nick Westbrook and forgive me for not even be able to, Justin, you might be able to pronounce this last name because I, I certainly cannot, but, uh, this coming from a guy whose last name is Villa Gomez. So, you know. Yeah, I think it's Westbrook Akine. That's it, Akine. Good job. See, that's why I got you on here. Uh, so Nick Westbrook Akine, <laughs> so low owned that he's hardly on anybody's radar and definitely not on anybody's pronunciation guide. Uh, but this is a guy that you could definitely go grab now. Uh, what are we looking at? 0.2% owned? Definitely out there on the waiver wire. Uh, came through in the clutch with uh, Brown and uh, Jones ineffective i suppose uh but the team still won go figure uh but what are we doing with him should we grab him i'm like is this somebody we should really be picking up this week i think so i mean even if it's just if you need a guy right now for this week and maybe next to um be the guy because i think that's what he's going to do for the titans offense if brown is missing which i expect him not to play and then julio jones is banged up so i think even if he does play he might be limited um, AJ Brown and Julio Jones have combined for 42% of the target shares. So if both of them miss, that's a lot of targets to go around. When Brown went out in week three, Nick Westbrook Akine stepped in and received 15% of those targets. He converted 100%. He went four for four for 53 yards and a touchdown. Now, this is still Derrick Henry's team. We all know they like to run the ball, but I think Ryan Tannehill can move the ball. Um, he's kind of an underrated quarterback, and he has been last year and this year even. 
And Westbrook Akine, he's got good speed. He's a great route runner. And Tannehill already started kind of relying on him with Brown out. So I definitely think he could make a splash this week and maybe next. You know, it depends on Brown and Jones and their injuries. But um, I think he definitely brings a lot of value. Well, this is a guy also that I think if he does well enough in relief of both of these, this could be a target that Tannehill enjoys to look at after Brown and Jones, right? I mean, this is, there's enough to go around in this Titans offense, I feel, once it gets warmed up. It's been a slow start for these guys, but of course, with Derrick Henry, all you have to do sometimes is hand the ball off 50 times and watch him go, <laughs> right? I mean, there's not a whole lot of, of intricacy to that type of offense, uh, but you're right. Tannehill is, is underrated. Not just because people don't like him personally. I don't know what it is about Ryan Tannehill I don't like. But the fact that he is on a, a, a off, an offense that you just turn around and hand the ball off to a guy who gets 500 yards a game. Um, but I love Tannehill. I love the talent. I love the fact that if they did have to put the ball in his hands, I feel like he could win on that team. Um, and, and again, with, uh, with Westbrook being who he is, in relief of these guys, I feel like he's somebody that might be a good stash going forward and maybe in a flex play on most weeks. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so again, put that on your radar. He's he's a guy, like I said, if you need if you need help now at the wide receiver, if you have AJ Brown and for some reason Julio Jones on your on your roster. <laughs> first of all, you're crazy. Second of all, uh, then then you definitely need somebody to help, and that's it. Um, but AJ Brown is somebody that I, I feel like so many people do need to because you if you drafted AJ Brown, you probably obviously went with him early and, and you got you're really either thin the rest of the way, or maybe you went wide receiver heavy. I don't know. Uh, but I think this is a guy that you should be looking at. Um, somebody else you should be looking at in the wide receiver position, Van Jefferson, slowly making a name for himself. Um, and then as I scroll down here, he's only 5.8% owned. The only reason he's he's really as undervalued as he is, Justin, is because of Cooper Cup, right? I mean, that's the only reason that you can undervalue a guy like like Van Jefferson and what he could bring to the table. Agreed. Um, Cooper Cup, obviously, having a dynamic year already. And then people just, they know the name Robert Woods, and Robert Woods has put up big numbers, so they don't think of a third wide receiver. Um, but right now in standard leagues, Van Jefferson's ranked 36. He's 47th in PPR, so you got to think there's people out there that are rostering wide receivers that are lower than that. Um, he's ahead of Robert Woods in yards. He's tied for second in receiving touchdowns. Of course, Cup has five, so nobody's competing with that. But this is the offense that's the fifth most passing yards in the NFL. Um, his target share hasn't been huge, 12%, 10%, and 16%, respectively, weeks one through three. But it's consistent with fourth on the team behind Cup, Woods, and Higby. Higby had a little bit of an outlier in week one when he got 23% against the Bears, so that kind of weights him a little higher. And then the next games, he's got Cardinals, Seahawks, Giants, Lions, and Texans, all teams that they can they can move the ball on or they're going to have to pass to keep up with. And then the, the fantasy football playoffs, depending on when you start, when they added that extra game, I noticed that some of my leagues adjusted, some of them didn't. But um, So week 13, week 14, they, they have Jaguars, Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens. Uh, Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens. Not great defenses, but definitely offenses you have to keep up with. So I think that big playability that Van Jefferson brings, he's got 21 and a half yards at catch. Um, even if you take away his big 67-yard play, he's got 12 and a half yards at catch. Big plays tend to mean big fantasy points. They lead to it anyways. Um, 
I think, like you said, I think with Cup being the the star right now, and then you got a guy like Woods, um, people aren't thinking of him, but he's got the same targets as Woods, the same amount of targets and more yards. So I think if you got a flex position that you're trying to like, oh, I need some big play boom potential, he's a perfect guy to throw in week to week and hope that he's got those 67-yard touchdowns and stuff. Let's play a little would you start. Would you start Van Jefferson over Cordell Patterson? In a flex yes. situation. Uh, over Quintez Cephas. Yes. Over Gabriel Davis. Yes. Over KJ Osborne, the hot name. That one is pretty even. That one's pretty even for you? Yep. All right. And then last one, over AJ Green. What do you think? With Who's how playing AJ Green's been playing right now, uh, I would play AJ Green. All right. That's good. So if you have that decision somewhere around there, uh, you know, uh, let me throw one more out there. So we've got, let's see, over, uh, how about Kendrick Bourne? Kendrick Bourne's a little hot name right now. Would you start him over Kendrick Bourne? I think I would just because of the volume and the, the passing yards that that team puts up. Perfect. All right. So if you had any of those decisions, uh, we just made it for you. <laughs> start Van Jefferson. Uh, all right, we're going to let you think about that. As we step away, we'll come back and we uh, knock down the next five uh, here with Justin Mark again on the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. By now, I do know the answer to this question, but are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, lucky for you, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We are bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. There are great promos, odds, and payouts all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. So are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So download, bet, win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Of course, we're always brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go right now. Check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know. And of course, most importantly, a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and so much more. Drop that promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap is going to match it up to five hundred dollars if you love sports betting and i know you do you need to be using prop swap with prop swap your app or your bet does not even need to win it doesn't need i'm so excited your bet doesn't even even need to win in order to make money literally just needs to improve so when making your bets always make sure to go for two make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets right now on PropSwap every single day so get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets if you are looking for a stress-free way to keep your hair well keeps offers a simple way to do that and it has you covered they 
offer convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months so you don't even have to leave your house to get this and it doesn't cost a whole lot either treatments start at just ten dollars a month and keeps offers generic versions of those treatments they will do it discreetly with their discreet packaging and of course they offer proven results keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors so you know you can trust them and look prevention is the key treatments can take four to six months to see results so you gotta act fast if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss go to keeps.com sgp to receive your first month of treatment for free that's keeps.com sgp to get your first month free keeps.com sgp All right, we are back. Five more to go here on the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. Justin Mark with me. We are uh, going to go back to Las Vegas because uh, I love Las Vegas. That's what it is. And that abrupt music end means that it's time to continue on. Uh, what happens in Vegas doesn't necessarily always stay in Vegas. Uh, but we're going to move on to another receiver that could definitely help you. Uh, as Derek Carr is red hot. Can, can we can we just go there? He's red hot, this guy. Um, lighten up the league in passing and, and doing it in a way that not everybody, uh, I guess, is wanting to acknowledge. But uh, look, I said Braylon, Braylon Edwards because I'm in CFL mode, but it's Brian Edwards, <laughs> uh, who is about 14% owned. Uh, Renfro's right around there too, but we're going to concentrate on Brian Edwards because I think he's the one that's, that's lesser known. So Justin, make a case for me why... Somebody should go right now and and spend a not necessarily waiver spot, but a a pickup on uh, Brian Edwards. Yeah, uh, just by the fact that the Raiders are the top in passing yards right now, which when you say it out loud, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? But um, since they are, you, you want a piece of that offense. And uh, Edwards' target share rose from week two to week three from eight percent to twelve percent. He had the most receiving yards in week three. Um, and he's averaging 21 yards per catch. And like we said earlier, big plays can mean big fantasy production. He needs a couple of those to to break out into touchdowns because he doesn't have one so far this year. And I think that's why he's lower owned. But I think it's only a matter of time before he does get in the end zone. Um, this Raiders team, I think people kind of have blinders on past Wallers and Rugs. But Edwards is only 27, 27 less yards in Rugs, 14 less than Waller. Um, I know they both have a touchdown, but if you don't have one of those guys and you want a piece of this offense, um, he's an excellent uh, piece to just put right into the wide receiver flex spot. Um, like I said, there's a lot of passing yards to go around, so I think he's a very valuable pickup. Are we scared that Derek Carr is going to slow down? Or is this something that we, we're, we're doing, but cautiously optimistic that, Dar- or that uh, Derek Carr stays at, on the pace that he's at right now? That's a perfect way of putting it. Cautiously optimistic. I, I think you got to believe in him until he shows us different. Yeah, and I tell you, the thing is, is that I I did a, a Raiders preview, uh, and and it's funny because when I I said that Derek Carr was going to throw for over four thousand yards, that was that was the prop that I had set, and I said he was definitely going to throw over. But then I was not very optimistic about the rest of his receiving core, and I said it's weird that you should say that a, a player is going to throw for over four thousand yards, but you only have faith that one of those pass catchers, and that of course was Darren Waller, was going to go over a thousand yards i said he was going to spread the ball around to just about everybody else to get that done and so far
far to the season, it seems exactly the way it's playing out. Yeah, it's been pretty even there. Um, you know, 1,203 yards with six touchdowns from Carr so far. And between Edwards, Renfro, Waller, Ruggs, I mean, they're all getting involved way more than I expected. I think way more than anybody expected. We're three weeks into the season. He's already got a thousand yards. Like this is that, that can, I hope, I hope you guys put that prop out there. And I hope that, uh, by week, I don't know. Now we're looking at three weeks, week nine, that, that thing's going to hit maybe week uh, 12. That thing's going to hit. That'll be uh, that'll be fun for you guys to, to cash that one. Uh, all right, but then let's flip it around. I guess I really didn't realize on the sheet that I had Renfro right after that. So, um, let's talk about Renfro because we talked about Edwards make the case for Renfro. I know most of it's kind of the same, but, uh, there's a little different backing behind why we should go for Renfro. Yeah. So Renfro, um, I was seeing him in about 33.2% rostered. Um, it's one of those things that doesn't make sense to me when you look at the numbers. So in your typical 10 person league, you probably have four or five wide receivers um, on your, on your team. He's 32nd in standard scoring 30th in PPR. So he's got to be on those teams in a 10 person league, you would think, but he's not in 70% of the leagues. He's not. And so just like Brian Edwards, you know, top passing team, you want to get a piece of that. Um, He's got an average of 16% of the target shares. He had 16% in week one, 19% in week two, and then 14% in week three. I know it's not all about target shares. So if you look at converted catches, Renfro had six catches in week one, five for weeks two and three, equaling 70, 57, and 77 yards. So that's extremely consistent with 12 yards a catch. Um, we all know in fantasy football, consistency is hard to chase, and he's been very consistent. He did get in the end zone for his first first touchdown in week three, um, 33 yards behind Ruggs, 20 behind Waller, and six behind Edwards. He's another person that can just give you really consistent numbers at the wide receiver flex position. If you if you can't rely on a boomer bust type of guy, run for somebody you can slot in and so far is showing that he can put up consistent numbers. And the thing about it is it is his rostering percentage is so low. And it's funny because in most of the leagues that I'm in, I see him already there. So these must be really casual leagues of people that don't necessarily pay attention to much outside of the giant name. So if you are serious, if you're listening to this podcast, you are definitely serious about winning your league. So if, if Renfro is out there uh, again, and Brian, if somebody already snatched up uh, Renfro, I guess Brian Edwards is the backup to that. But if, if, Renfro is still out there. Um, obviously, that's somebody that I think that you should be going to get right now um, because it's weird that he's as low as he is. And you said about what, 30, 30 something, even though it's 26 on the sheet, it's about 30 something now? Uh, 33.2% now, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's available in uh, two thirds of, of the leagues out there. So um, definitely want to go get him now before, again, he has another big game because all it's going to take is one more big game for him. Uh, for everybody, it's going to be on everybody's waiver wire columns over the next couple of weeks after that. So um, unless you get him now, then you're going to be looking at uh, having to spend some fab money or quite possibly, you know, uh, uh, burning a waiver spot on him. So don't let that happen to you. Don't be that guy. Go get him now. Uh, I have I a made, feeling I made sure to pick him up in a couple leagues before we did this so See? that if anybody <laughs> listens in my leagues, they can't get him. You know? <laughs> we practice what we preach here on, yep. the, on the SGP and fantasy football podcast. Uh, all right. So this name, 
is a name from the past, right? I mean, this is one of those ones that you recognize if you're a longtime fantasy football player. Uh, hasn't made any noise this season, obviously, uh, and that's Anthony Miller. But why are we even bringing him up in this instance, Justin? Why are we talking about Anthony Miller right now? Yeah, you definitely remember him if you're a Bears fan like me. Um, his first game back, he had 21% of the target shares, including that red zone pass for a touchdown on a team that they, they haven't had a lot of receiving production behind Brandon Cooks. They've needed a number two guy that can kind of pick up some of the slack, and he started making that immediate impact last game. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's on the radar because he has he didn't play for so many games. He's had a shoulder injury. The same shoulder's been injured four times. You got a feel for the guy. Um, he's had a dislocated AC joint sprain, then dislocated again. So while that's a concern, the Texans are throwing the ball often, mainly due f- because they're playing from behind. But 33 pass attempts in week one, 29 in week two, 28 in week three, and they can't continue to just throw it to Brandon Cooks. They gotta they gotta spread that ball around. You'd think. Um, the upcoming schedule, Bills, Patriots, Colts, Cardinals, and Rams, they have some good defenses there, but they have offenses that are going to make the Texans play from behind. And that usually in fantasy football equals passing yards, um, garbage time, you know, prevent defenses. So I think part of his usage might be dependent on Danny Amendola's health, um, but Miller's younger. I, I think, you know, he became a hot waiver wire pickup in his rookie season with the bears. And I think he can probably regain some of that form and flash and be worth a spot on your roster, especially if you're hurting at wide receiver and you're just looking for somebody that has good potential because we'll really know over the next couple of weeks how it's going to play out. But I think if he can keep up with that 20% target share, he's going to be worth starting in fantasy football. Yeah, if you're one and two and we're waiting for like the MVSs of the world to pop and the guys that you took a flyer on now are sitting at the end of your roster just sort of collecting dust, uh, you want to grab somebody that's going to produce for you right away. And if Anthony Miller can do this in his first game back, it stands to reason that at some point, uh, you know, even if it is Davis Mills uh, throwing in the ball, somebody's got to throw in the ball. And you're right, Brandon Cooks can't do it all by himself. Uh, you want him to because as a Brandon Cooks manager, you, you want him to catch every single pass that the the Texans throw but that's just not feasible and and again with Miller it, it's not a name that is going to be uh, really sexy because of the injuries and because people, especially those who love to um, completely take everything and analyze it to the point where uh, there's nothing more to analyze. Injuries tend to, to cloud people right away, right? I mean, that's that's almost one of those things that throws a veil up almost immediately when you say injuries because then people are, ah. But here's the good thing about fantasy football is that the team that, that, that you have the player on doesn't need to win. I mean, it's, it's a lot like, uh, your, your, um, <clears throat> just, yeah, it doesn't need to win. It just needs to be able to throw the ball and, and get receptions. Um, and like you said, Anthony Miller is in a prime position now that he's come back to do exactly that. Um, so, I mean, who are, who are you looking at around? Cause I mean, let's say I have to scroll way down. I think we have to scroll way down to get to Anthony Miller. Uh, there he is at 88. So let's play a quick one. Uh, Anthony Miller or Chester Rogers. Uh, let's go with Miller. I like his upside. All right. Anthony Miller or Deontay Johnson? Johnson. Okay. Anthony Miller or Amara St. Brown? You know, I've heard a lot of good things about Amara St. Brown and how the Lions like him, but that hasn't actually produced. Um, 
rookie wide receivers always kind of scare me, so I would go with Miller. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, let's do this then. Anthony Miller or uh, Edwards or Renfro? Oh, I think you got to get part of that Raiders pass game and go with Edwards or Renfro. Okay, so Edwards, that's that's the line we're not crossing. We're not crossing yep. the, uh, the, <laughs> the Renfro-Edwards line. PicksWise is the number one app for sports betting picks helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction for every game, every day, and every sport. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth analysis on every game all for free. Have you found your pick? Search the latest sportsbook promotion to sign up and account, compare the odds, and finally, place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're ready to turn your picks into real cash with prize picks, it's my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win. So load up on it. It's up to 10 times your money you can win. Prize picks is the only way I play. And of course, you can use the promo code SGP. Receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. That's prize picks promo code SGP. P. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they first, they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of these mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for extra savings, and I know you are, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. And look, all plans come with unlimited talks talk and text high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5g network use your own phone with any mint mobile plan so keep the one you got right now don't even let go of it keep your same phone number two all the existing contacts mint mobile will do it all for you look and if you're not 100 percent satisfied mint mobile has you covered with their seven day money back guarantee if for whatever reason you don't like it give it back seven days later no harm no foul so right now switch to mint mobile you get a premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free go to mintmobile.com slash sports sgp that's mintmobile.com slash sports sgp cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sports sgp are you the best football better in the U.S.? The folks at Odds Crowd are challenging you to prove it in this football season with their epic free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Each week of the season, there is a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. The boys here at the SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim your bragging rights over us, too. How does it work? It's easy. Once you enter a contest, you track your bet against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick tracking app. The most profitable players though rise up the leaderboard if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest 
you win. That simple. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group chat with any other better, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and a whole lot more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And as always, download that SGPN app right now so you can get in all, all of our favorite picks, all of our podcasts, and all the stuff that we have here at the SGPN. And while you're at it, why don't you toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Uh, all right. Speaking of needing help in places, uh, again, tight end. We I think we talked about this on Tuesday where tight end is a, is a crazy world of mixed up dreams if you don't have Kelsey or Waller or Kittle um, or I guess Hawkinson if you're going to throw that in the mix now. Uh, but somebody who... What is it about playing on national television that all of a sudden puts people on, on everybody's radar? Uh, and that's what happened with Dalton Schultz, right? They said his name on national television. He caught a couple of good passes. Uh, so now we're talking about Dalton Schultz. Uh, what are, why are we talking about him in aspects of picking him up now or even for the future? What good is he to us, Justin? What good is Dalton to us? You're right that the tight end position is really hard to navigate. Um, you know, just for example, he he blew up with a huge week three, um, seven targets, six catches, 80 yards with two touchdowns. But adding those numbers into what he had, he's already ranked fifth among um, tight ends in PPR and sixth in standard. So, you know, it's a it's a lower scoring position if you don't have one of those top guys. So I know the Cowboys have a lot of miles to feed, but Schultz target share went from 5% in week two to 22% in week three. And he's outpacing Jarwin and target shares over three weeks. So I think he can bring a lot of upside if you have a tight end that just hasn't put up the numbers. Um, he's tied for first and receiving touchdowns with Cooper. He's got 143 yards for just perspective. Jarwin's got 71 and Lamb and Cooper are the only two above uh, Dalton Schultz. He's a good red zone target. He's got a consistent catch rate at 95%. I always like to look at that catch rate. Like, you know, are they bringing a lot of those passes down? And he is. And, um, you know, week two seemed to be an outlier. He only had two catches on two targets for 18 yards because week three and week six, he had six catches each, uh, six targets in week one, seven targets in week three. So I think if you're looking for tight end value to plug in, uh, even if it's during bye weeks, I think he provides a lot of value on a Cowboys offense that they can put up some points. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's one of those situations where, like you said, it, and like, like we always harp on is just tight end is, is such a rough go, uh, in general at all. So I'm looking at Dalton Schultz. We got him at consensus 21. Uh, so we're, we're not even in the top 20, uh, in most cases with Dalton Schultz. So let's do a little starting over again. How about, uh, Dalton Schultz or Cole Komet? Schultz. I don't trust Komet yet. Nobody trusts Komet. Uh, Dalton Schultz <laughs> or uh, Gerald Everett? Let's go Schultz again. Schultz again. Uh, how about Schultz or either Henry or Janu Smith? Hmm. I think I would go Schultz. Um, Henry and Smith kind of seem to split those targets where I think Schultz has a clear lead over Jarwin. Well, I agree on that one. Uh, and the last but not least, uh, Schultz over Hooper. Let's go Schultz. All right, I, I'm going Hooper on that one. I got Hooper up at 14, so I'm, I'm a little higher nice. on Hooper than most. Uh, I think he's he's getting those looks, but um, he's not necessarily on the national radar, so people are, are sort of uh, tossing him off. Speaking of somebody not even close to being on the national radar, uh, as is 
as is evident by the fact that he's only rostered in 0.6% of leagues across, and that is Tommy Tremble. This is one of those ones, Justin, that you said to me, we are doing this guy, and we are covering this guy, and you are not talking me off of him, uh, so I'm going to give you the floor uh, for to make a case to America on why Tommy Tremble should be on your fantasy rosters. Yeah, I was excited about this one, so... <laughs> On Monday, Dan Arnold was traded to the Jaguars, and a couple people benefited from that, including announcers that no longer had to say Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold, which tended to be a bit of a tongue twister for him. But, uh, which, you know, that trade can be good for Arnold. I think he can go to Jacksonville and make some noise because they've not had much success in the tight end position. I think a lot of people probably think of Ian Thomas on the Panthers because he's been there since like the Greg Olson days. But he more excels as a blocking tight end. Tommy Trumbull was drafted in the third round this year, and the Panthers, I think they love this guy. Matt Rule already made comments about how versatile a player he is, how he's got a ton of athletic ability. Um, They drafted a tight end who only had 401 total receiving yards in 19 games. And he's a good blocker, so he's not going to come off the field for the run game. But he's just, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's got great speed for a six foot three, 241 pound player. Did have some concerns with drops at Notre Dame, but I think there's so much upside upside that they want to get him involved. So Dan Arnold had 10% average target shares. He had 12% in week three before they traded him. And then they also lost Christian McCaffrey to an injury for a bit, uh, who had 21% of the target shares. I know Hubbard's going to make some of those up, but I think they're going to have to spread that ball around more. Um, Last week with Dan Arnold playing, Tommy only had one target, but it was an explosive 30-yard catch where he beat the defense with his speed. Um, And then they gave him a red zone carry, uh, which he converted into a touchdown. And he actually became the youngest tight end to rush for a touchdown, which was, I don't know if you call that a record, but it was previously held by Gronk. Um, But I think getting that red zone carry just kind of shows how this team, they want him to be involved. Um, didn't have huge college numbers. He was always kind of playing second fiddle to guys like Cole Komet. Um, but he was, his draft grade was second among tight ends only to Kyle Pitts. He was actually ahead of Friermuth who was drafted before him. So I think, you know, this is, this is a deeper league stash, um, to kind of see how it plays out, but you could really jump ahead of the game. If you have the roster spot for him, stash him there and see how they tend to utilize that athletic ability, um, I personally believe that he could end up making some noise as far as tight ends are concerned. And, you know, like, like we said, it's a tough position. So if you can get a guy who's also getting red zone rush carries, I mean, that could give you a huge upside if he gets more red zone touchdowns. So is this a guy that we're looking for in uh, for the dynasty folks that we got going on? Is this a dynasty name to put on everybody's radar as if it's not already out there? Cause these dynasty guys are, you know, all up in everybody's, but is this a dynasty stash? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, the fact that they were willing to spend a third round draft pick on a guy that only had 401 yards um, in his college career, they really like him. And I think they're going to do everything they can to get him involved and to make sure they can show like, hey, this was a good call. Yes, sir. All right. Listen, so th- we don't do this very often, but... It's not necessarily breaking news, but it's certainly news that if you're listening to this, you've already heard. But we're going to talk just briefly, ever so briefly, about why uh, Josh Gordon's reinstatement and subsequent signing uh, should be something that you should either not be excited for or excited for. I'm going to start, Justin, because I've been burned by the Josh Gordon hype before. I have 
100% bought into his return. I thought, man, he's going to New England. How awesome is that? And then, man, he's going everywhere else that's good for him. And this seems to be a perfect situation to go into as well. But I don't want to get excited about it anymore. Justin, what do you want to do with just with Josh Gordon and, and his inevitable yearly reinstatement? I'm right there with you. Um, look, I fully support him turning it around, being reinstated, everything. But if you're trying to chase those 2013 numbers where he had the 1,600 yards and nine touchdowns, I don't think you're going to get it. Um, you, you know, he's on the practice squad now. Who knows how long it might take him to learn the offense. And then, of course, they have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I don't think you're going to drop him in and have him be a wide receiver one. Um I also think they really like Miko Hardman. And so if you're looking, if he's going to put up like Denard Robinson type numbers, I don't think that's anything to get super excited about. Um, so me personally, I'm staying away. I like you have been burned by chasing Josh Gordon and hoping for the numbers, but they, it's just, it hasn't happened. That would, that would have been a great best ball draft pick way before the season started. Right? I mean, that had been one that if you really wanted to burn a roster spot and have nothing happen until whenever he got reinstated, that would have been a perfect guy to, to go out and draft in best ball because you know he's going to have those weeks where he's just... Well, okay, maybe you don't even know that anymore because he does. <laughs> when he comes back, he's got like those weeks where he goes off and then all of a sudden... Um, it's back to normal and you're just back to, to like post uh, 2013, like you said, Josh Gordon. And it's just not exciting to have on your bench because you're like, do something like that guy with the stick. You just do something, <laughs> do something, Josh Gordon. So, okay. I think it's safe to say that neither you nor I uh, are, are, are going and actually putting a roster or even a waiver bid in on, on Josh Gordon. Is that safe to assume? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, I just, I can't be, I can't be burned again. Um, I want to love the guy and I want very much for him to succeed in the NFL, but on my fantasy team, I look, I already make too many bad choices and bad decisions for my own good. I don't need to have Josh Gordon, uh, you know, making that, uh, decision worse every week. So, uh, all right, that is it. We have, uh, completed the show, gone down our 10 and, uh, even the little bonus Josh Gordon coverage for you, uh, because we care here at the SGP and fantasy football <laughs> podcast. Justin, why don't you remind everybody where they can find you on social media and uh, and all over our fine, fine uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network site. Yeah, um, so you can find me on SGPN's website. Uh, also on Twitter, Mark87J. Um, add me, ask me any fantasy football questions you want. I've also started posting like some fun stats that are surprising, like player comparisons that you wouldn't think they should be compared, but they're pretty similar in yardage. In a world where content needs to be fresh and updated, Justin has you covered here at the SGPN. We're excited to have him on board. Again, even more excited to have him on back-to-back episodes. Justin, you did yourself wonderfully, and I think the boss is going to keep you around. So, uh, good job. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everybody. And until next time, uh, Thursday Night Football about to kick off here. Of course, you're going to be listening to us on Friday, so you already know the answers to all the questions about what we're going to ask. Uh, and yeah, all that other good stuff. So hopefully you're ready for Sunday. Pick up some of these folks if you need some help. And uh, I just hope we put enough names on the radar to confuse you and to frustrate you. <laughs> but until next time, make sure you join the Fantasy Football Slack over there on the SGPN website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Find this podcast everywhere you find your favorite podcast. And of course, 
on the SGP and app. And until next time, everybody, let it ride. Let it ride.